Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people, people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. I am also the author of the book, How to Manage Your Home Without Losing Your Mind. It is available wherever books are sold and and in whatever format in which books are sold. So you can get it as an audiobook wherever you like to buy audiobooks and listen while you clean and declutter or while you drive or while you're, I don't know, eating ice cream, whatever you want to do. But um, just so you know, if you like podcasts, I think you will like the audiobook. So um, today's podcast is number 128 and I am talking about how to make your house look clean without actually cleaning, which spoiler alert isn't about not doing anything, but about changing how you think about what you're doing and doing the right things, which leads me to, if you go to the store with big plans or big ideas, but no plan and come home with lots of healthy foods that end up going to waste because you don't know what to do with them, especially in the middle of your busy week, try out Prep Dish, who just happens to be sponsoring this episode. Prep Dish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. They plan the healthy meals and every week they send you a shopping list and a plan for prepping those meals ahead of time, the chopping, the marinades, etc. So on the night you eat the meals, you can get them on the table quickly and with minimal effort. So you're cooking healthy meals from scratch for your family. By using their plan, you're staying focused and doing it in a way that saves time and actually makes it turn into reality. Allison, the founder of Prep Dish is offering listeners of A Slob Comes Clean, that's you, a free two-week trial so you can try it out. Check out prepdish.com slash A Slob Comes Clean, that's all lowercase, to access this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash A Slob Comes Clean. Okay, I am talking about um, how to make your house look clean without actually cleaning it. Um, now, like I said just a minute ago, spoiler alert, I'm not actually going to give you something um, that means you never have to do anything. This is about focusing and ultimately answering this question, which is a question I used to have that used to make my brain want to explode, basically. And that was, what are people talking about when they can sit there with a straight face and say, Oh, I never clean. Oh, I never clean. I mean, I actually know people who will say those words while I was sitting in their home that looked perfectly under control, especially compared to my own home that back in that day before I understood this um, looked like a tornado had gone through it. And yet I had been cleaning for like three days straight and my house was horrible. And then these people tell me they never clean and their house looked great. And it made me bananas. Like it made me think, what is going on here? What's the difference between what I'm saying and what they're saying? Because I just, I I didn't understand what these people were talking about. It really honestly kind of made me mad. 
because I was like, you're not telling the truth. And that part of that was what made me think, well, these people don't even realize they're cleaning. You know, like I've talked before with my habits that I've basically boiled it down to. Bold is the way you say boiled in Texas, just so you know. I had boiled it down to this. Um, you know, I have boiled it down to these four cleaning habits. Okay. And I've lost my train of thought because I was talking about how to say boil. Anyway, basically their houses looked great. Mine didn't. And so because they said they never cleaned, I just assumed, okay, well then they, oh, I know what it was. They believe, or, or they clean without realizing they're cleaning which was what I had always thought. If I could just get these habits, cleaning habits down, then I will clean without realizing I'm cleaning. Meaning, you know, oh my goodness, my house will just always stay clean and I won't even notice that I've done anything. Cause that's what I thought we were. I thought we were speaking the same language. What I've realized now, we were not speaking the same language. When I said cleaning, I meant one thing when they said cleaning, they meant something completely different, but because we were using the same word, we thought we were talking about the same thing. Okay. And, or I thought we were talking about the same thing. So one of the things that I've realized, um, through this whole deslobification process for me is trying to translate what it is that people whose homes are consistently under control, trying to translate, first of all, what it is that they're actually saying, um, as opposed to what I'm hearing, but also trying to translate, how can that play out in my life? And sometimes it translates and sometimes it doesn't. A big part of me making real progress in my home is me accepting how my brain works. Okay. And not, going, Oh, I've got to keep trying this and keep trying this and keep trying this. And for example, I had a conversation this morning, um, with some blogger friends and we're talking, um, they were kind of helping me brainstorm, brainstorm. Whew, it's going to be a good podcast today. They were helping me brainstorm on, um, my next book, which is due really soon. Ah! And just kind of, we're talking through some things and, um, ha ha ha, I couldn't find my computer. Um, which kind of sounds like a big deal, except that because I'm working on the book, I'm doing a lot of writing outside of my house. Yesterday afternoon was crazy and this morning was crazy. And so I had not opened it back up since I came home yesterday, really late. Well, because of that, I had set it down somewhere in its case, it's a laptop and could not find it. And they were like, um, you're writing a book about decluttering and you can't find your computer. Um, I see what's funny about that. Um, but here, here's the truth. And what started to come up in conversation was, you know, one of the the people who, um, anyway, I don't want to go into too many details, but one of the people was basically saying how it drove her crazy that everybody else who lived in her house, like she didn't understand how they couldn't put things down in the exact same place every single time. And this is somebody who's actually very understanding about clutter issues and home management issues and all that. But she couldn't understand why her family didn't put, you know, she's like, I walk in and I put my purse in the same place every single time. And she goes, and yet my family, every single time they need their purse, they're, you know, looking for it 
and they're frantic and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, here, here's the difference. And I just told him, and there's several of us, other people in the group who were like, I mean, that's a nice thought, but the truth is it's never going to happen. It might happen for three days in a row, but then I'm going to get distracted with something else and it's just not going to. So part of this has been me realizing I have to take these principles. Is it good to have a place for your purse to go? Absolutely. But I have to be able to work that around the fact that I randomly put my purse down and it's not going to go back. So how can I manage my home in a way where I can go with the reality that I am not going to put it there every single time? So what, anyway, that's going to something, it's going to be in a chapter in the book. So whatever, um, that, you know, comes out in a year, but whatever. Um, so my point is it was making things work for me in my home. Okay. So yes, learning to speak their language, but then also translating that into how it works in my house. So how do you make your house look clean when it's not actually clean? Well, first of all, um, you know, I talked last week about the visibility rule. Um, that basically is a huge part of it. And that's that whole, they say they never clean. Their house looks perfectly great. I've been cleaning for three days. My house looks like a disaster. It's generally because I hadn't been following the visibility rule for them. There is no visibility rule because the things that are out in the open, that's where they pick things up or put things away or whatever. And they don't consider that cleaning spoiler alert to the end where I'm going to talk about how we're not talking about the same thing when we say cleaning, but that is, um, that that's, that was the issue for me, you know, so feeling like they say they never clean their house looks great. I ha- say that I've been cleaning, cleaning, cleaning all day and my house looks bad. The reason my house looked bad after I had been cleaning and cleaning and cleaning was that I hadn't been following the visibility rule. Okay. And the visibility rule is prioritize decluttering projects, um, cleaning everything, basically everything prioritize according to visibility. What are people actually going to see? And I went into great detail on that in uh, last week's podcast, but basically that's what it comes down to, um, is making sure that when I clean, when I do pick up, I am focusing my effort first in the most visible area. That doesn't mean I don't get to the rest of the house. It doesn't mean I don't deal with those, you know, issues back in a closet or in a, you know, drawer that won't close or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about, but always starting with the most visible space, making sure that's my top priority again and again and again. And like I said, I talked about that in great detail last week. Okay. And here's, here's another one that's really, really really big. Okay. Deal with procrastinate clutter. Procrastinate clutter is another word that I made up. Um, I have lots of those. And basically what it is, is stuff that should be done, but isn't. But because I know it has to be done eventually, like obviously this thing can't stay there forever. It'll eventually either resolve itself or I'll have to deal with it, whatever. So it just doesn't feel urgent. So in my mind and my slob vision, it's like I delete that from the room as an actual issue, but then I can 
either sense that the room, you know, I have this, the room is messy. The room feels messy, but I don't actually identify that the procrastinate clutter is the problem. Or I completely don't even worry about it until someone comes in the door. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, it's that stuff that completely shows up as why is that still sitting there? For example, laundry folded, I'm sorry, (laughs) or maybe folded, unfolded laundry piled on a recliner or a love seat or an entire couch, depending on how um, your laundry routine is going. But that basically, you know, in my mind, I can have, or I could have, thankfully, that has changed in my brain. Now that I don't have um, piles of laundry waiting to be folded um, on furniture pieces in my living room anymore, which the way I do that is I fold straight out of the dryer and I go ahead and put things away before I switch over the load in the, from the washing machine to the dryer. So that's, that's just my reality. That's where I've just come to this point. And, um, so I don't have this issue specifically with laundry anymore, but that was one of the biggest issues because I would, it was just part of our normal life. And so we didn't see it and we didn't notice it. And we had to, um, you know, we would, I would take stuff out of the dryer. I would go dump it on what used to be a love seat. And then, you know, yeah, basically it was a love seat. Cause since we got rid of the love seat, we got rid of that after I figured all this out, how to not have this happen. But, um, I would dump it on the love seat and to us, it was just normal. I mean, that's where my kids went to dig around for socks. They went to dig around for undies, whatever they needed. They knew that's where, you know, clothes probably were. And because they did that, And because it was just normal and because I knew, well, at some point when I have some big cleaning day, of course, I'm going to have to deal with that, even though it was frustrating because I knew it was going to reappear the next time I did a load of laundry. Um, It just did not register as something I needed to deal with, but it made my house look messy. In fact, it made my house look really, really messy. But in my mind, I would, it was just stuff I was procrastinating on. I just hadn't dealt with it yet, but I was going to have to deal with it because number one, either people were going to eventually get everything out of the pile because they had to wear it, or I would have to deal with it when I had to clean up because somebody was coming over. Okay. But if you feel like, why does my house always feel messy? Look for those piles of procrastinate clutter. That is a huge, huge difference in somebody's home that always looks neat and under control and somebody's home that, um, is always looking messy. Okay. Like mine always was. So that procrastinate clutter, another example of procrastinate clutter for me, um, was mail on the dining room table. Oh my goodness. I still struggle with the dining room table. I think that will always be a struggle, but the truth was for me, um, once I stopped procrastinating, making decisions about mail coming in, meaning, um, once I got to the point where I would bring, try to get the mail myself, cause if anybody else does it, this doesn't happen. But if I would get the mail myself and I would bring it in and go straight to go ahead and pitch the stuff, um, that we didn't need, you know, rip up whatever statements or whatever, you know, rip things up, get them pitched. They're gone. Um, if that stuff happens, then my paper issues stay mostly under control or don't get just absolutely ridiculous. Where if I go get it and I just set it down on the table, that's procrastinate clutter. 
Because I knew, I absolutely knew, know that the vast majority of stuff that comes in our mailbox, we don't actually need. Okay. And so for me to not just go ahead right then and take it straight to the trash can or recycling bin, whatever you've got and get rid of it. If I don't do that immediately, well, then I set it on the table and it's procrastinate clutter. And the problem with procrastinate clutter is especially with laundry and especially with paper and stuff like that is it builds and it grows. And the bigger it grows, the more overwhelmed I feel. And the more overwhelmed I feel, the less likely I am to actually feel like I have the time available to really deal with what is now a big old problem where it doesn't even feel like I'm using any time if I will actually walk straight to my trash can. And I know I, I'm trying to be ambiguous about that because we don't have recycling where I live, which I know is crazy. Um, and I wish we did. And I'm hoping that that changes soon. Um, but yeah, take it wherever you have to get rid of stuff and go ahead and, um, do that immediately. And so it doesn't build because that's procrastinate clutter. Of course, you're going to have to deal with the mail at some point, but it can be put off because it can be placed on the table. Okay. And so those are things that are just the big difference between a house that looks clean and a house that looks messy. Um, other things are, um, putting the dishes away. Okay. Instead of just, you know, I mean, doing the dishes every single day is huge, but when I put them away the next morning, whether I've hand washed them or whether I have run them through the dishwasher, if I will put them away, it's amazing how that eliminates that messy feeling in my kitchen. And my kitchen actually looks clean as opposed to, oh yeah, I guess technically there aren't any dirty dishes. You know, you know what I mean? Like that difference between going, oh yeah, there's no dirty dishes in here versus this is a clean kitchen. There's just this small little thing. And that is the difference is those procrastinate clutter piles. Now, here's where I'm going to talk about the, um, the part that's kind of frustrating and the part that I think kind of makes that difference between people like me and everyone else in the world anyway. And that is the way what they're talking about when they say they never clean is different from what I'm talking about when I say, or when I feel like I've been cleaning. And that basically is they don't consider the daily tasks, which I've talked about, you know, in the bare minimum cleaning plan and all that. They don't consider that to be cleaning. I thought that was cleaning because it was cleaning because I had to catch up on those when it was time when I needed to clean my house. Okay. So for them to say, or people who say I only clean on Saturdays and it takes me three hours and you're like, if I... I, if I clean on a Saturday, it takes me 11 hours. That's, that's because they're talking about something different when they say they're cleaning. And when I say I'm, when I would say I was cleaning, we were, we weren't speaking the same language. Okay. They were saying that they mopped or vacuumed or dusted or, um, cleaned the bathrooms. I was saying cleaning, if I said I needed to do that, it meant, um, catch up on a week's worth of dishes and then get things, you know, wiped down or whatever, or picking up 
a week or three weeks worth of randomness scattered across the floor before I could actually vacuum it. I was talking about, you know, dealing with all the random things that were out on the bathroom counter and picking up the clothes off the floor and all that kind of stuff before I could um, actually clean. And then the other thing too was that I procrastinated on cleaning because it was something that was going to take me so much time and so much effort to do because there were all these other things to do where they can procrastinate on. So then for me, it got worse and worse and worse and the piles got bigger and more overwhelming. And so I put it off even longer where they, because they don't consider, you know, not having clothes strewn across the bathroom floor. They don't consider that, Oh, I cleaned the bathroom. No, they, it's just part of the thing that they do as their daily habit. They check on things, you know, they check, um, bathrooms for clutter. That's one of my basic habits, you know, that kind of stuff as, as they don't have to do that as part of cleaning, then they can put off cleaning. Okay. Um, so it ultimately comes down to what I was thinking of as cleaning was catching up and was, um, you know, the most basic stuff that I should have been doing all along. Does that make sense? So for me, it was a big, it was a big changing point for me to stop thinking of the daily stuff I was doing or that I should have been doing as cleaning. Stop thinking that doing the dishes every day is cleaning. That was really important for me. I'm sorry because I know how frustrating it is. I mean, I understand that, well, for me, it was disappointing. It was very disappointing to go, oh, okay. So because the, the, the opposite way to look at this is they say they're never cleaning and I'm listening to them and I go, you know, once I figured this out, I'm like, oh, well, what you're actually saying is you clean according to my definition every single day, because I was defining the daily stuff as official cleaning. They were defining official cleaning as the big stuff that I never got to because the, but the daily stuff was always something it had to be caught up on. You know what I mean? Okay. I hope that makes sense. I'm not feeling super coherent today. So let's hope that, um, my writing for book two, um, makes a little more sense than I did while I was talking, but, um, I am going to let you go there. I know it's a little bit short this time, but, um, a couple of things before I do that. Um, I was on the mompreneur, um, actually I shouldn't tell you that cause I don't think it's come out as a podcast yet. It'll come out soon anyway. Um, but we did it as a live Facebook video and that was a lot of fun where I just basically talked about writing career and all that kind of stuff, but that'll be coming out as a podcast soon. I'm assuming. Um, and another thing I was going to tell you, Oh yes. And I've got the video that I will share in the show notes for this of the, um, who was it? Oh, of the world news now segment that I did, which was interesting. I'll tell you that. Um, I, I, I feel like I did a good job. Um, but I got thrown some interesting, bizarre questions. So, okay. Anyway, um, I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.